um, <clears throat> the shield of faith. Praise the Lord for those that had faith and have faith that we have great examples of. And all these shielded themselves from the fiery darts of the wicked one because they had faith. The last time we rushed through Moses, or we got to Moses and went through there, <clears throat> I put these questions down following that. Have I come to years and refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter? Ask yourself that question. Have I matured and come to the point not to be called a worldling, in other words? A second question you could arise from Moses and his faith here in verses 24 and following. Have I chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season? Have I done that? Moses did. Do I esteem the reproach of Christ greater than the treasures of Egypt? What's that saying? Am I willing to pay the price for living a godly life with a good testimony, a godly testimony, rather than have all the treasures of the world? Which is the profit of man if he gains the whole world? And they draw one's heart away from the Lord. Another one that to draw from these verses here about Moses. Do I have respect unto the recompense of the reward? And what, what is it saying? Moses had respect unto the recompense of the reward. What is that, what is that saying that we can get from that too? Mm-hmm. specifically taking some of the words that are used there recompense of the reward what is for the Christian in eternity is there reward yes there is and have respect unto that it's not now that we get that reward we might have some blessings on the way but the great reward is to be in heaven to see Christ to be like him and, and, and to live forever with him is a, is a great reward for a little life lived so short was not Methuselah we're, we're 70 years and a few and um, just for the little service we do here is a great reward have respect for that think about that when you're doing life's business think about that in your Christian service um, <clears throat> do I Forsake Egypt. All these are in these verses. Forsake Egypt, not fearing its wrath. And what's Egypt a picture of? The world and all the appetites of the world. Do I forsake Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the of the people? Uh, there might be family that go upset with you because you're, you're a religious fanatic. You know, you're going overboard. You made a lot of money. You have a nice house. You do these things and look at you wasting your life spending it at church, giving to the missionaries around the world. Yeah? <laughs> Not fearing the wrath. Now, in Moses' day, it was the wrath of the king, but the wrath of the world is similar, the wrath of Egypt toward us. I think it would be good to write these down and, and think through them. Another one. <clears throat> do I see him 
who is invisible. Moses saw him who was invisible, saw God and his glory, saw God and what he'd done in the past, saw God what he can do in the future, what he's doing in the present, and saw God, though he hadn't seen him with his physical eyes, he's, he's well, yeah, Moses had, <laughs> when, when we think of Mount Sinai, but he, he, he hadn't seen him when he was, well, he saw the burning bush, yes. <laughs> I suppose I shouldn't say that he hadn't seen him prior to the leaving of Egypt. But see him who is invisible. God wants people, that's faith, isn't it? Seeing and by the eye of faith that which is invisible, but you know it's true. And it's going to work out in the day to come. Be encouraged by these men. And last one. Have I passed through the Red Sea? In the New Testament, that's a picture that the experience of going through the Red Sea. I'm talking about with Buddy today. <laughs> no, it was last night. Yeah. Down through the Red Sea, and uh, he's got the same sort of imagination that I I had when I think of the little kids. What would you do if you were a little kid and going through the Red Sea, and the and the water was a wall? Unto them, <laughs> that's right. We're on the way to the airport this this morning, and he said, "Benny Hinn, no, don't quote Benny Hinn, but <laughs> Benny Hinn said, oh, there was big ice walls. Oh, no, there's water. There's a wall of water. <laughs> that didn't freeze up. <laughs> and then when the he said when the Egyptians went through, the ice came crashing down on on the no no. There's a wall of water, and so little children wouldn't be able to see what." Yeah, they're like an aquarium going through the, going through there. That that would been good, wouldn't it, Brother Derek? I can, I'll choose that one and that one. <laughs> and, and the preacher said, one of the kid poked one, or put a hole with his finger and pulled out and started leaking. You hold it until we all get through. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But it was just <laughs> yeah, a Dutch dyke. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they passed through the Red Sea. What was it a picture of? It's a step after salvation. Separation. Separation. Baptism. Baptism. <laughs> Baptised in the sea. Remember what it says that? In, and going under and out. A testimony gotten saved out of Egypt and now passing through the Red Sea. Under the water and out again. Anyway, that's just... Look at you in the New Testament. There's Moses. I think there's some really good things. I like... Probably Abraham, but Moses <laughs> in this record and the things that are said about him. <clears throat> Let's pray and we'll go on to some others. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God and how this can, these men, these women can encourage us in the faith and to take the shield of faith. And Lord, we have their testimony and how it worked out for them in the end and how it is even now working for them to the glory of God. We pray that we won't take that example, be encouraged when things aren't going as we might like, Lord, but just trust in you all the way. Bless us now as we exercise our faith in looking into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so that was a choice of faith with Moses and the calmness, covering and confidence of faith. Now we have the next one. We're going to skip one and go back to, to, to Joshua, but go to Rahab. Rahab, <clears throat> the confession of faith. Turn to James, it's the next book book here. 
chapter 2 and verse 25, where we read, <clears throat> Likewise, not, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Now, <clears throat> the works that she did showed that she had what? Faith. It wasn't going to, she's going to be saved by works because that's not possible. But by her work, she showed, showed that she was a Christian. She was a believer. What had she to believe in? What, what, what was the things she had heard? Yeah, had, had done what? Miracles. Had done down in Egypt, the world. You know, they didn't have telephone. They didn't have telegram. Telephone. They didn't have a... Well, Facebook, they didn't have whatever you got. But that word spread from Egypt all over the world. The traders were telling everybody, you see what's happened to Egypt? Don't go there, there, there's nothing left. It, they say it was decimated Egypt for decades in, in the historical records even that it's, it's written in stone that it decimated them. And so <clears throat> she had heard what had happened down there. They had heard these people come through the Red Sea, dry shod, come out the other side, and then the Egyptians are saying to do, we're all drowned. They had heard there was a cloud covering the people during the day and there was a fire by night to give them light for 40 years. You see, this is just about when they're, this is when Israel's entering into the Promised Land after that 40-year generation had died off. They had heard that these people had lived in a desert a couple of million of them with their animals and hadn't died of thirst. They had heard, she had heard, that they had been fed. They didn't have to kill their cows and that. They didn't have to... The manna from heaven. People would have been peeking from mountains around looking at what's going on down there. They're like grasshoppers. Balaam and Balak, remember? <laughs> Curse them. And he couldn't. God wouldn't let him. She had heard. You know, people need to... Faith cometh by... Hearing and hearing by the word of God. She had heard what had gone on. Now, if she had heard what had gone on, what about the rest of the people in Jericho? What about the rest of the people in, in Canaan? Sorry? She said that their hearts smelled like wax when they heard about Yeah, that's it. They were all aware of it. Folk, today, I believe people are very aware of what's going down. Today, as never before, the gospel is going out through media all over the world and you've got no excuse. <laughs> I mean, even if it mightn't be where we're at, and there are a lot of people doing it, not on, <laughs> I shouldn't be advertising things on, <laughs> on the way to church, the radio comes on and the fellow's there preaching. He's got an accent. He's, a, he's in America, but he's got an accent. And um, he says some things that I don't agree with, but most things he says. Now, Paul said... You know, whether they preach in pretense or in truth, I do rejoice in that. But I don't join them. But the gospel is going out. And praise God for that. And they have heard. The world has heard. And I think the realisation of the truth of God's existence will come and hit home hard in the, about, a third, about probably a quarter of the way into the tribulation when things really warm up. And people will know there is a God. 
And is a God to believe in and is a God to reject? And even the unsaved atheist, well, I don't think there'll be any atheist. They know who he is, but they don't want to believe on him. They don't want to receive him. They don't want him to save their soul. They're full of pride and arrogance. Look, look at the ten plagues in Egypt. They knew. They knew who was doing this. Even the magicians knew. But they kept on saying no to the people of God. No to God. What a difference it would have made if Egypt had said, yep, you can go. It's fine. Go, go to your promised land. <laughs> it would have saved them a lot of heartache, wouldn't it? A lot of souls too. But Rahab, let's go back to Joshua. Joshua chapter 2 is where the story is. Probably as if we look all these up. <laughs> each one of these points are a sermon. A long time ago I preached each one of these. The confession of faith of Rahab. <clears throat> the calmness of the covering and confidence of Moses. Joshua. Chapter 2. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land of Jer even Jericho. They went. Interesting, he sent two and not twelve. How many were faithful to come back the last time? Two. And they went and came into the harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. I was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, they came men. Hey, they were on the, they were on edge. The whole lot of them were on edge. They, they're watching these people for 40 years, getting closer and closer. Behold, there came men here tonight, and the children of Israel, to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent, and we know the story there, how she hid them in the flax in the ceiling. I know not where the... <coughs> and she said in verse 9, And she said unto the men, I, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. She knew everyone else had heard. And that your terror, as you said, Tim... <laughs> Is, is fallen upon us and all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you and you came out of, when you came out of Egypt and what, what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites were on the other side of the Jordan Og, and uh, he utterly destroyed them and as soon as we had heard these things our hearts did melt neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. She, she made her confession, didn't she? She believed by faith. And so, we'll just go to chapter 6 and verse 25 of Joshua. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her father's household and all that she had. This is 6.25. And she... And she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Uh, <clears throat> and you can read everything in between. <laughs> so we have there the confession of the faith of Rahab the harlot. And, and, and what did she end up being in the lineage or who? The lineage of the Lord. Gentile in the lineage of a harlot. <laughs> The Lord loves sinners. He loves to save them and use them and change their lives around. And he can do it. And uh, let, let's go back to Hebrews and, and go back to the verse 30. You have the conflict of faith. You know, switch, switch these around because you have Rahab first before the fight starts. And then you have uh, Jericho and 
Joshua going in. And by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. We've showed a DVD a long time ago about the evidence of the walls falling down, haven't we? And that how the men could go up and how that the part of the wall still stood. Ah, that's where Rahab lived, wasn't it? The Lord tumbled the rest down and they went up and took the city. <clears throat> and so we have the conflict that Joshua and the children of Israel fought this in Joshua where we were in chapters uh, Joshua 6 verse 8 we have the place of faith was before the Lord in verse 8 and the testimony of faith the blowing of the trumpets in verse 9 of Joshua 6 then you have the attitude of faith verse 10 until I bid you hold it hold it <laughs> I can imagine some of the soldiers just throw these trumpets away and let's just jump into the job. <laughs> soldiers are made to fight, not necessarily blow trumpets, but until I bid you, do it my way, the Lord said. Wait on the Lord. Be patient. He will give you the answer and, and he will provide the deliverance. And the rest of faith, they lodged in the camp. Round the wall, lodged in the camp. Round the wall, lodged in the camp. You know, like children would we just get in there and do it. <laughs> Start the war machine. <laughs> Take the, no, this is God's way. That's the rest of faith. Trust in the Lord and what he said. Verse 11 of Joshua 6. Abide in him. We're to abide in him. If God be for us, who can be against us? And the activity of faith is seen in verse 12 of Joshua 6. They ro rose up early. They rose up early and did it, did the task. <clears throat> early to bed early to rise healthy wealthy and wise <laughs> well these guys were up early on the go Abraham got up early and took his son Isaac to do sacrifice remember and so they rose up early verse 12 who's an early bird who's a late bird <laughs> because we stay up late you can't get up early isn't it <laughs> and just, but if you just wake up in the middle of the night Pastor McConnell you need that catch up that kip in the, in the day <clears throat> all I heard last night was trucks and cars and things going past where I was trying to sleep <laughs> all night <laughs> they didn't stop Parramatta Road is it is that Pennant Hills Road? Okay. <laughs> As uh, Bobby Buren said, you won't sleep. <laughs> he offered the bed, but he you won't sleep. And uh, Charlie Williams not didn't sleep. <laughs> but <clears throat> early to rise to get the activity going on that day, and, and they were excited. They were, they had something to go get up for and go for, and so should we. We have got something. Get up early to meet the Lord. <laughs> um, so the activity of faith, the um, continuance of faith. Why they went on continually. 15 verse 1. Verse 13 of chapter 6. Verse 14. They went on continually. They didn't stop. They did what the Lord bid. The perfection of faith. Um, seven times they went round in verse 15 of chapter 6. The boldness of faith. <clears throat> A shout in verse 16. 
and the assurance of faith the Lord hath given us in this city. The recognition of faith, verse 17, devoted to the Lord. Separation of faith, keep yourself from the accursed thing, verse 18. The service of faith, to bring the consecrated things into the treasury of the Lord. That's verse 19. And verse 20, the trumpet triumph of faith, the wall fell down flat, verse 20. And they took the city, the possession of faith. Who was the captain of the army of the Lord? It says that in Joshua 5 and verse 13. The Lord is the captain. He is the captain of our salvation. Hebrews 5 and verse uh, 2 and verse 10. So that, that's Joshua. <laughs> that's just part of the, a quick view of the conflict of faith. We've got to finish these faith ones. The champion of faith in verse 32 of Hebrews. These all took the shield of faith. Who's the champion of faith that's mentioned in verse 32? Time would fail me (laughs) to tell of Gideon. Gideon. You say champion? He was in hiding, threshing the wheat. But as we, wasn't Brother Hong mentioned about his boldness to do what he did? Would you take your dad's sacrifice, the bullocks and the the altar and burn, burn... Pull the altar down and then sacrifice the bullocks. And his dad stood up for him the next day when the city people wanted to kill him for for doing this to the false god. And uh, it was as I said, you know, if if this this god was really a god, we would have done him in. We don't need to do him in. (laughs) But Gideon was one there who championed the faith and stood up and... (laughs) We know the story of the, they had 32,000 men. And how many chickened out? 22,000. 22,000, the first offer they, they, they took off. They were scared. And then, then the Lord said, no, nah, too many. You'll start boasting if we win with 10,000 people. So he left them with how many? 300. Only 300. He said, now, you winning the battle, you know it wasn't you. <laughs> But they had to have faith. Would you like to go against an army with only 300 men and these others armed to the teeth? Devoured nations all around them. And now they're going to go. So the, <clears throat> the champion of faith, Gideon, Judges 6, 11, 7, 1 to 25. You've got all the story there. And then you've got one in the middle. He's, he's mentioned as a, <laughs> a man of faith. If this wasn't there, I don't know if we'd, we'd put him... Put him up. What's his name? Samson. Samson. Yeah. <clears throat> the cast- catastrophe of carnality, <laughs> of little faith. But in the end, the last thing he did was he, 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 he cried out to who? The Lord. Let me destroy them. <laughs> and he destroyed more in his death than his, in his life. Because he got, the, he got the big wigs of the enemy, didn't he? They all died there having... That feast, and so he had faith to believe he could do it. In the final analysis, in chapter eleven thirty-two, and over there. So there's some people who took the shield of faith. Do we need faith today? Yeah, because we've got so much around us that we can rely on. Sometimes the Lord has to take those things we will rely on, 
to make us trust in him more and to have that faith. Uh, <clears throat> the government. Why doesn't the government do something? You know, Don't you hear that all the time? And Christians shouldn't be saying that. Why should... <laughs> we ought to pray to the Lord to do something and make the provision and meet the need. And let's go to prayer now and pray to the Lord that he would do things in our midst and do things through us by faith. You know, so that we can't boast, he will take us down so that when it happens, we can say he did it. <laughs> and he answered our prayers.